Hey, this is Double J, Jeff Jarrett, WWE Hall of Famer, and you're listening to the My One Two Three Cents Podcast. It's my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me the hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! Hey friends, welcome to episode 456 of the My One Two Three Cents podcast. I am Kevin Huntsberger, and once again, playing around with, experimenting with the idea of doing a video and audio version of this podcast. I tried it a couple of weeks ago, and of course, I always refer back to episode 420 with Rob Van Dam from last December. So check that out in the archives, that interview. Have about a 40-minute conversation with him. Very grateful, and I know he's back in the news with AEW and, and maybe doing some things with them down the road as well. So excited for him and for his future uh, in the world of professional wrestling. Um, I'm not going to be doing video versions every week, but again, experimenting with it, playing with the idea, the concept. Uh, I'm actually doing this one recording on my computer camera. Um, if this turns into a bigger deal and, and something that uh, you know becomes successful, I'll probably invest in some new equipment. Um, I'm actually through work doing a lot more with podcasts. We're actually getting ready to launch a podcast at work that I'm very excited about. So I'll be focusing a lot of energy and time with that and hopefully learning some more uh, tricks of the trade along the way. So uh, this podcast, the My One Two Three Cents podcast started back in 2014. And of course, the My One Two Three Cents brand started with a blog. In September 2010, the brand coming up now on 13 years uh, next month, and I have neglected the blog page for a long time, and I was thinking about that actually as I was doing a little bit of research for this week's episode and saw that I, you know, I've kind of slacked. I'm not kind of, I've definitely slacked. I went from blogging every day. I went through a, a multi-month, uh, I think it was just over a year or so, maybe a couple of year blogging streak where I was blogging every day on my123cents.com or kevinhunsblogger.com. And this year, there's one blog on the My123cents page, and I haven't blogged on my other site, kevinhunsblogger.com, since last February, February 2022. Um, I, I often debate, you know, what, where is the attention? Where is the audience? Short-form video, long-form video, um, or podcast, or blog post. Uh, I did a poll on on face or on Twitter the other day, and it was very small response to it. So uh, take it with a grain of salt. But there were a couple of people, or there was at least one or two votes for blogs. So I am thinking about getting back into the blogging game. Um, it's just video and podcasting for me is is easier. I, I don't necessarily want to say easier, but I can I can record a podcast. I can record a video. And with a little bit of editing, it's usually up and, and ready to go. So we're going to play around and see, though, uh, for the rest of 2023 and just kind of see what 
um, platforms are out there, what things that we can be doing to, and I say we as if there's a team here, it's me. Um, so I'm going to be doing these things and, and seeing what uh, you as the consumer of this content likes and, and what you don't like. And, you know, we'll just kind of play around with it. And again, if you have comments or thoughts, let me know because as much as I do enjoy being a content creator, I like knowing that people are consuming the content as well. So you can see, I have kind of a primitive little studio here set up. I'm in a, my son, my oldest son who moved out a couple years ago, he graduated from college last year and, and officially never uh, came back home. And so I've kind of taken over his room. I've got the display case that I'm going to show this off at some point too. My wife uh, repurposed her aunt's old uh, China hutch and turned it into a wrestling action figure cave for me, uh, much to her chagrin. But uh, I've got that going on. And so I've, I've, I'm kind of creating a little studio setup. And I, I, again, hoping to invest in some better equipment down the road. But uh, at, at this point, we're kind of playing with the phone and the computer and, and using those, uh, those means for now. Um, I had gotten a podcasting, you know, an audio board uh, several years ago for Christmas. And it recently just stopped working. And I don't know if it's operator error or if it has legitimately uh, you know, died on me. But again, looking into the future and, and hoping to make some investments and, and making some changes in that regard as well. So we'll wait and see. And again, thank you for your patience and uh, for your kind words. As always, I invite you to review this podcast uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can do it on uh, the Jittery Monkey website. Jitterymonkey.com is where the kind of the base for the podcast comes from or on YouTube if you're watching the video version of this. And again, I encourage you to leave a review and let me know, uh, you know, I, I always shout out or not always, but I have been referring to Ken Johnson, who has been a very active listener in, in the podcast space here and has been, uh, you know, offered some opinions and some thoughts and some ideas, suggestions, and, and some things that are still in the works and in, in development, if you will. But um, again, I always appreciate the feedback. Uh, Stride Pro Wrestling September 2nd has a show planned. Uh, location still to be determined, but again, follow Stride Pro Wrestling on Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, and uh, Twitter, and, and kind of keep up with what is going on. And, and really, though, the Facebook page is the best place to find out the information that is going on with Stride Pro Wrestling. My buddy Heath Hatton, who was on the show last week, is going to be returning to the ring for Stride on September 2nd, facing off against Brandon Espinoza. Uh, another longtime uh, friend here in the business. And so uh, be sure, again, to check out and support independent wrestling, whether it's here in Southern Illinois, if it's in Southeast Missouri, if it's in wherever you live, uh, whatever part of the world. And if you can't go to a show, because for here, and this is kind of the genesis of today's episode, um, if you can't find independent wrestling in your area, find it online and support it that way. Subscribe to a YouTube channel, share a video, watch it, comment. Um, do those things to help with the engagement and, and really, uh, I would encourage you to do the same thing with podcasts. You know, this is a, an independent podcasting uh, effort. Uh, literally, literally every Monday for the past 456 now Mondays, an episode, a new episode of this podcast has dropped. And that's something I'm very proud of, you know, almost nine years of podcasting here. And I don't have thousands and millions of, of listens and downloads like, uh, you know, uh, 
uh, some of the big podcasts like Conrad's uh, Ad Free Network or Kevin Nash or you know DDP or Jake the Snake Roberts. I don't I don't have that. I, obviously, I don't have that recognition. But every listen, every comment, every retweet, every like or share on Facebook or or Instagram or wherever you're at on social media, it helps and it goes a long way. And so uh, I am super appreciative of any and all uh, support that I get and any and all feedback that I get. So again, setting all that up just to say, if you have comments or thoughts, I, I'm here to listen and and would love to uh, to get your feedback. So uh, I am on TikTok as well. You will see kind of, I will dissect some segments out of probably this episode as well and put that up on TikTok. I've, I've played around and experimented with that as well. So again, um, as a marketing director at a local college here in Southern Illinois, I try to hit all the social media platforms that are out there and available to reach multiple audiences. And I'm doing the same thing. And I've always kind of done the same thing here with my personal brand as well. So, uh, and that's part of the reason why I think I fell out of blogging. It was because I became a content creator for so many other businesses when I was working at the marketing agency uh, that I just kind of lost myself in the process. And I'm not saying that to blame or, or, or make excuses for anything by any means. Um, but when you're creating content uh, eight hours a day and then you come home, kind of the last thing you want to do is sit on the computer or sit on the phone and, and continue to create content. So, but I am going to try uh, the rest of 2023 and then moving forward, be more of a creator and less of a consumer because I do watch uh, a lot of TikTok. I do watch reels and, and shorts and stuff on, on YouTube. So, but let me know in the comments, where is your preferred uh, consumption of content? Are you liking the long form, the short form videos? Uh, I've had some people say it depends on the content and depends on the creator. And, you know, I'm just trying my best to uh, do a good job for those who have listened and, and been supporters since day one, and then attracting new followers and new friends uh, along the way. So again, weigh in and let me know. And I want to remind you too about the My One Two Three Cents action figure drive, the wrestling figure drive. I uh, haven't talked about it in, in a couple of weeks, but again, Castle Perilous in Carbondale, Illinois, you can drop off uh, new in the package wrestling figures there. You can send them my way, bring them to a stride show. Just let me know. Uh, and I will get you set up if you want to Venmo. And I, I am going to go out in December like I do every year. Just do a mass purchase um, at that time. Or like I said, if you pick up figures along the way and want to just ship them to me, I can give you my email address or uh, my shipping address uh, as well. So uh, saying all that to say that uh, support, uh, you know, from, from that drive, it goes to Toys for Tots here in Southern Illinois, which services five or serves five uh, Southern Illinois counties. And uh, to me, it's just a big deal. I talk about it every year about, you know, being able to share that joy on Christmas or in the Christmas season with families who are less fortunate. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know when I was a kid. And since we're going to talk about him today, uh, you know, waking up Christmas morning and opening up an LJN figure was so, so awesome for me. And now I never got Cowboy Bob for Christmas, I think, I think Cowboy Bob might have been a birthday gift. I don't remember. But, uh, and he's one of the few uh, LJN figures that I have that still has the uh, cowboy hat. Um, a lot of the accessories for my others, Terry Funk, for example, the branding iron I've lost, but still has his hat. Uh, Nikolai Volkov's hat is long gone. 
Hacksaw's two by four is gone, but uh, you know, and I'll talk more about my figures uh, in future episodes or on future YouTube videos. Uh, I do have a whole series here on YouTube if you're watching called uh, Go Figure and check those out. Uh, a lot of them are really shorter form versions, uh, but they're unboxings and I'm super excited and super stoked for an unboxing that I'm going to have uh, hopefully sometime next month. I, I finally uh, was able to find the Goblin Gooker figure. Don't tell my wife. She does not know that I've purchased this yet and uh, she is not going to be happy, but we'll worry about that and cross that bridge when it, when that time comes. But uh, uh, it comes with the 1990 Survivor Series uh, debut of the Undertaker figure, which I am probably, well, I'm definitely going to be uh, selling that figure. So um, have talked to a couple people who may be interested, but I may be talking more about that on future episodes as well. And some ideas that I've got going on with the brand and, and doing some uh, secondary sales going on here with my one, two, three cents. So I talked about Cowboy Bob Orton and, and Cowboy Bob Orton, you know, this is a, I don't know if we want to call it story time or if we're going to just kind of a uh, salute to Cowboy Bob, there's no particular reason uh, but I was listening to the OVP Retro Wrestling. There, it used to be OVP, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Now it's OVP, um, Our Vantage Point. It's a podcast where the two hosts review now. the. Uh, they started, I think, in 83, 82, 83. And they're going through the WWE, WWF canon. Um, and right now, they're currently in 1986, early 1986, and talking about the... Um, uh, they review championship wrestling every week and they've got great rapport, great banter. I, I, I enjoy listening to them. And, um, you know, I've talked about a co like I would love to have a in-person every week co-host here to kind of have that camaraderie. You know, Chad is way out in Los Angeles um, and our schedules never seem to, to match up when I'm a free, he's not or vice versa. We do still record via Zoom or via uh, Skype. Um, and then Tyler, of course, is just a few miles, I say a few miles, 10 miles down the road, but, uh, you know, life is hectic and busy and crazy and we can't always do that in-person thing. And so I, I do the best that I can when I don't have a co-host. So I know these aren't the, the greatest things to listen to as a solo act, but it's what I've got for now. But uh, Cowboy Bob Orton, uh, you know, anyway, I was talking about why Cowboy Bob. So I was listening to this past week's uh, show and they were reviewing a match between Cowboy Bob Orton and Rowdy Roddy Piper against Bruno San Martino and Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff uh, back from late 85, early 86. And hearing Bob Orton speak, it, it just triggered a memory of the first time I met Cowboy Bob Orton, but also saw Bob Orton, you know, way back in the day, uh, back in action. Bob Orton is from or currently lives in the St. Louis area, which is where I grew up. And actually his son, Randy Orton, uh, he and his first wife had a house in the town where I grew up in High Ridge, Missouri for years. Um, and so, in fact, when I saw Randy Orton, when Chad and I were at WrestleMania 26 in Phoenix, after the Hall of Fame, we went outside and we were, the buses were lined up to take the superstars, I guess, back to the hotel. And a lot of fans lined up and were waiting to see the superstars and Randy Orton walked by. And I said, Randy, I'm from High Ridge, Missouri. And he stopped, turned and looked at me and said, no shit. And I'm like, yeah. And, you know, I mean, it was just one of those moments of, you know, 
how many people have ever heard of High Ridge, Missouri. Um, and so that's, I, and I think I've told this story before, but that was kind of my brief interaction with Randy Orton. But, you know, his father, I've had several interactions with, and I'm grateful for all of those opportunities. And the very first time I saw Bob Orton, not on TV, but in action, was in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, it was 1984, December, and it was my very first live wrestling event. And Cowboy Bob Orton was that night wrestling Superfly Jimmy Snuka, who he lost to by disqualification because Rowdy Roddy Piper interfered. And of course, that prompted the Junkyard Dog to get involved as well. But that's the first time I remember seeing Bob Orton. And I remember, you know, when I was a kid, Orton and Piper were obviously both bad guys. And, you know, back in the 80s, you booed the bad guys, or at least most people that I had some friends that liked Piper and Orton and whatnot, but I did not like Bob Orton. And, and years later, I've realized it was because he was doing his job. I was not supposed to like Cowboy Bob Orton. Well, fast forward uh, many, many years, decades, um, and moving to Southern Illinois. In fact, almost 21 years to be exact to when I moved to Southern Illinois. And, and Chad and I would go to some independent wrestling shows. Again, Stride wasn't around at that point. Cape Championship Wrestling wasn't around. So there was not a monthly wrestling show. Um, I think AAPW may have been in the early infancy stages back, and I just dropped Bob's hat. So uh, anytime you see him for the rest of the show, you're, you're going to see him without his hat on. But um, there wasn't that regular, consistent uh, wrestling going on. And Chad had lived here for many years and had been to – other independent shows and, and had introduced me to some of, of these shows that were mostly held in like high school gyms or churches and, and whatnot. And um, I was trying to remember the date. And then I actually thank you to the power of the internet and um, a website. And now I can't see the website name. Sorry. I'm going to pull a boomer moment here and put my cheaters on. Uh, it's called uh, wrestling. St. Louis Wrestling Community, stlwrestling.livejournal.com. And I don't even know if this site is still, I, I guess it's still up and running because they do have uh, the website that I was able to go to and check this out. This was uh, September 2005. So uh, it was Labor Day weekend. I think it was that Friday night, September 2nd. In fact, I know it was because I looked. Um, and Chad had told me, hey, there's, and again, 2005 so you know this predates social media so we're not seeing this uh, on Facebook or Twitter or anything like that I think Chad actually saw a, a flyer hanging up uh, talking about this show and it was Heartland Championship Wrestling HCW uh, they I do not believe are around anymore and I don't know how long they were even in existence so a if you were at this show that I'm about to talk about Heartland Championship Wrestling uh, or if you were associated with or wrestled. And some of the guys that I'm going to talk about on this card uh, are local guys that uh, I'm going to inquire more from them if, and see if they have any memories of this particular show. But Heartland Championship Wrestling coming to Muggsy McGuire's. Now, if you live in Southern Illinois, you know that Muggsy McGuire's was a bar and restaurant in Carbondale, and it had a very rich history here. A lot of people still very fondly talk about it. And I say still talk about it because... I don't know the exact year, maybe 06 or 07. It wasn't long after this event. Muggsy's closed. They tore the building down. And now there's a Walgreens sitting where Muggsy's once stood. But uh, 
you know, I, I moved here in early 2004, so I wasn't around for the the heyday of Muggsies and, and the memories and whatnot. But I will tell you the few times that I did eat there or go there, the food was always great. The service was great. And, you know, it was a good place to go and grab a cold beer. So I have, you know, positive thoughts and memories of Muggsies, but again, not the nostalgia that some folks uh, may have. So on this particular night, again, it's Friday night. And Chad had said, hey, let's go to this show. Um, this was actually probably about two weeks, three weeks before my daughter was born. So uh, almost 18 years ago, this show goes down. And Cowboy Bob Orton is, is wrestling in the main event. So um, other than my experience meeting the Honky Tonk Man back in uh, 1997, which I've talked about here on this podcast, um, I hadn't had a whole lot of wrestler interactions. I had met a handful at uh, a WCW Thunder event that I went to when I was working in Alabama. And of course, those audio clips are available and the YouTube clips are available as well with Bobby Heenan and Ray Trailer and Buff Bagwell. Um, but I didn't ask for autographs. And of course, this is again, it's before social media and it's before smartphones, obviously, as well. So there were no, uh, if you, unless you took a, an old school camera with you, there was no photo op. So I don't have any photographic evidence of this show, but I do have this. And so as we were going to go to the show, I'm like, well, I'm going to bring my LJN card. And this is from the back of the old LJN boxes where they would have the superstar bio on it. And um, I cut it out. And you can see 13-year-old me was not very good with scissors. And I would probably still do a terrible job today with this. But I brought this card with me. And, you know, we got to Muggsy's a little early before the show started. Or it might have been during intermission. I don't know. It was 18 years ago. But so there was an opportunity to interact with the wrestlers. And so I'm guessing it was probably intermission. And like I said, Bob was wrestling in the main event uh, and a six-man tag and Chad and I went over and I brought a Sharpie with me and I went over and I showed him this card and he kind of squinted and looked at it and, you know, this gravelly boy was like, what is that? I can't see. I don't have my glasses. That's a poor Bob Orton impression, by the way. And if, if he happens to hear this, I apologize. Um, he didn't have his glasses, but I'm like, this is your card from the LJN action figure that I bought back or got as a gift back in 19, probably by the time the Bob Orton one came out, it was eight, late 85, early 86. And so I said, would you sign it? And so, of course, he signed it for me. Um, and so then we went on and enjoyed the rest of the show. Now, speaking of the rest of the show, I just thought it was kind of comical because uh, in 2005, Bob Orton would have been 55. I'm 50, and I'm in the same boat as Bob was at that time. Can't do anything without my cheaters, without pulling something up close and looking. So certainly... When I flashed this card in front of his face in a dark, and at that time, Illinois was not smoke-free yet, smoky bar, yeah, it, he's going to have trouble reading it. Now, a couple of other things stood out to me about this show. It was not, you know, despite it being at a popular bar and grill, uh, Muggsy McGuire's, uh, it was a Friday night, it was Labor Day weekend, so probably not the best time to run a show. And again, promotion just included hanging up flyers at this time. You know, we did not... Uh, see this on social media or anything by like that so wasn't a huge crowd um but bob orton did wrestle in the main event um 
And again, it was it was billed as MPW versus HCW, which is the Heartland Championship Wrestling. MPW, I have no memory of what that stands for or what that meant. Uh, but the MPW Heavyweight Champion, I'm guessing this was in a Missouri promotion that was coming in to do something uh, with Southern Illinois, with Heartland Championship Wrestling. And again, I don't even know where Heartland's home base was, but I think they did a lot of shows here in Southern Illinois. But anyway, the MPW Heavyweight Champion, the Searcher, the TV Champion, custom-made Damian Blade and Cowboy Bob Orton wrestled against uh, the HCW heavyweight champion, Axe Stevens. Axe Stevens. That is Axe Allward now that you may remember from Stride Pro Wrestling and now part of SICW um, Wrestling as well. But uh, Axe Stevens had to be in the mullet days and the early days of, of him in, in developing his character in the ring. Uh, Livewire McGuire, who we all remember from AAPW, and he came back and did a show with Stride. And then the New Age Cowboy, Tony Storm. Now, Tony Storm is who I actually remember, other than obviously um, Cowboy Bob. I remember Cowboy Tony Storm because I had, I think Tony Storm and I had, you know, I say social media wasn't around. I think MySpace was just starting to pick up, but it wasn't anything like the power of Facebook and Twitter and, and, and all that. Um, so I remember Tony Storm and I remember, I think, I want to say now that I'm thinking more about this, Tony Storm may have actually come in. Chad, help me here. Tony Storm may have come in to promote this show on WSIL on the morning news. And again, this was back before smartphones and before we were saving video and, and whatnot. Tony Storm came in on the morning show, I know, at least once to talk about wrestling. And this may have been that time. I don't know. Man, now I'm now I'm driving myself crazy thinking about this. I know Ed, uh, Livewire McGuire had come in before, but he was coming in to talk about a show, I think, that had uh, Greg Valentine and Brutus Beefcake on it. But I'm almost certain that Tony Storm may have been coming in to talk about this show so that's that's why i remember tony storm and i remember now thinking back on this show i remember axe uh but and remembering that he was axe stevens because his manager was gaylord stevens who we know now are you know is his uh brother in real life but those two were a, a great duo um the only other match i remember on this card was the convoy uh against the animals and the convoy course went on to wrestle with um aapw uh, but they were the tag team champions at the time they had a trucker gimmick a couple of big guys uh that got in there and and wrestled uh, now their opponents the animals they stood out to me because their gimmick was they were supposed to be the sons of george the animal steel um they were not but they were big bald guys I don't remember them being overly hairy like George the Animal Steel was, but the, their whole gimmick was they they were George the Animal Steel's offspring. So, um, and I remember kind of thinking it was a little cheesy, but you know what? Nostalgia sells. <clears throat> Excuse me, my voice cracked there. Nostalgia sells, and I get it from that perspective. So um, that was fun uh, seeing those guys in action as well. Also on that particular card, it was Tommy Calloway, who was the HCW Illinois champion against Ice Cold Outlaw, um, Mike Slade, Freakazoid Floyd, and others were a part of that. Again, 
very, very few memories from that. I wish I would have taken a camera and taken some still photos um, or, you know, obviously smartphones weren't an option or weren't even available, but I wish I had better memories of this and, and Chad might and, and, and he may weigh in and, and let me know uh, some things that I have forgotten about this particular show, but I'm talking about Cowboy Bob, not necessarily that event. So, uh, you know, Bob Orton has been a staple in wrestling and been a part of it for 50 years. And he's been on this podcast a few times as well. And I've met him in person and, and been able to talk to him at a, at a few uh, stride events and SICW events um, as well. So I, I feel very, uh, blessed in that regard. Uh, episode 74 of the podcast, Greg Mahachko, the founder of the Jitter Monkey Podcasting Network, was at the uh, Cape CapeCon over in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. This would have been back since this was episode 74. I'm going to guess that this would have been the spring of 2016. And uh, Bob Orton and Terry Funk were on a panel. And Greg recorded that panel for me. Uh, I wasn't able to attend. I don't remember what we had going on that weekend, but I was not able to go. Greg recorded that forum and that that uh, event. And uh, the audio of that is episode 74 of this podcast. So you can go back and listen to that. And then episode 80 of the podcast, which would have been the summer of, of 16, I interviewed Cowboy Bob Orton for the podcast. And he was part of... Uh, the reason I interviewed him was he was coming in for Stride Pro Wrestling. Dalton Diamond uh, had made arrangements to bring him in, to bring him being Cowboy Bob Orton in. And I believe it was a tag team match. It was Bob Orton and, oh, it's escaping me, but uh, maybe Farmer. I don't remember. God, I cannot believe I can't remember this. But anyway, uh, it was Dalton, or maybe it was just Dalton versus Cowboy Bob. Again, someone correct me here and, and help me with the timeline. I'm trying to remember if he, uh, who it was that I'm going to actually do a quick search and see if I can find it here. So uh, pardon the uh, temporary halting here. I'm going to keep talking though, so it's not dead silence. But again, go to jitterymonkey.com and you can go to that top part, uh, the search bar and search and find uh, old episodes and whatnot. Yeah, Bob Orton. Okay, here it was. Bob Orton teams up with Bull Bronson against Dalton Diamond and Cash Borden. Um, and again, this was Stride. This was probably Stride's fourth or fifth show. But I know, you know, Tyler was not big on bringing in talent outside just because, you know, the big name guys, uh, because it was trying to grow Stride as a, a grassroots independent company. And Bringing in someone like Bob Orton wasn't necessarily in the budget for that. But to Dalton Diamond's uh, credit, he brought him in, brought in Bob Orton. And, and again, it was a great tag team match. Um, this was 2016. Fast forward, uh, I believe it was that next spring in 2017. Could have been, yeah, I think it was spring of 2017. Uh, Jamie Woodworth Myers uh, at the time was doing a, a uh, fundraiser show for the company that she was at. Um, and they brought in Cowboy Bob Orton uh, and Herb Simmons, by the way, want to give him uh, credit. Tyler and I talked about him uh, on last week's episode, but Herb is a, is a great promoter. 
a legendary promoter out of the St. Louis, uh, more specifically on the Illinois side, uh, East Condolette, Illinois, who runs uh, uh, Southern Illinois Championship Wrestling, SICW, and you'll find a lot of talent there. Bob Orton is actually, uh, he and Tony Atlas, I think, are still the tag team champions in SICW. Bob was here with Tony uh, just a few months ago, wrestling in Shawneetown, Illinois, um, where trying to think of who else was a part of that uh, that match. I think it was a six-man tag match. And I think Mike Masters and Axe Allward, again, Axe Allward always seems to be one of Bob's opponents. And I think that says a lot about Axe as well and, and having that uh, relationship and that trust in the ring with a legend, a veteran like Cowboy Bob Orton. But um, so, you know, Bob was back for that show, that stride show, and, and got to introduce him at that event as well. And then I want to say that uh, I feel like he was at another stride show before then we had the stride show, another stride show in Shawneetown where Herb brought Cowboy Bob down. Um, and that was, that was a fundraiser event for the fire department there in Shawneetown. It's part of Shawneetown days. It was May of 22. May, I think it was late May of, of 2022. And I did a whole podcast as a result of that show on Bob Orton called Ageism in Wrestling. And it wasn't just about Cowboy Bob, but you know, this was leading up to Ric Flair's last match. Um, I had posted a video on TikTok of Cowboy Bob in the ring. And, and while there were a lot of people who were like, oh, it's awesome to see this legend, um, there was also a lot of negativity and a lot of haters, you know. And Bob Orton is in his 70s, and you know, he doesn't move like he did when he looked like this in 1985 and 86. But he was in there and, you know, he was in there with guys who were trained and who are safe. And, you know, it is what it is. Go back and listen to, to my whole rant, if you will. That's episode 394, by the way, of the My One, Two, Three Cents podcast. But um, he's still in there today. And at age 73 or almost 73, you know, he's the same age as my, as my parents as my dad, um, and and I actually called my dad after watching Bob Orton wrestle that night and, and joked with him and said, hey, Bob Orton is your age and was in there wrestling tonight. You know, when are we going to see you doing something like that? So um, I'm saying all this to say that, you know, as a kid, your views on wrestling changed through the years. Bob Orton was a despicable heel and, you know, one of those guys, and I don't ever remember him until he maybe has done some of these spot shows wrestling as a good guy. But uh, I remember booing him and, and that, that was his job. You know, he wore that cast and he used it and he interfered and cheated and, and got heat with guys like Roddy, Roddy Piper. And then when, when he and Don Morocco and Adrian Adonis attacked Rowdy, Pipe, Rowdy, Roddy Piper, um, those are some of my favorite memories, you know, those mid eighties Saturday night main event era, uh, the golden era of professional wrestling of the WWF. And, you know, Hulk Hogan was a great champion, but you couldn't be a great champion without great opponents. And I'm throwing Bob Orton into that category in that class as well. He wasn't Big John Studd or King Kong Bundy or Andre the Giant, you know, big, bulky, hulking, uh, muscular guy like Randy Savage or Paul Orndorff. But he gave Hulk uh, some stuff as well. And, and I believe it was maybe – might have been the very first Saturday Night's Main Event. It was Bob Orton versus Hulk Hogan uh, for the WWF Championship. So 
this is kind of a, again, my uh, shout out, my memories of Cowboy Bob Orton, the, the Bob Orton uh, appreciation show, if you will. And maybe that's what we'll call this one. Um, and of course, his family has, has uh, you know, Randy Orton coming up in, in WWF and, or WWE and has become uh, a mega star and is someone that uh, will be in the Hall of Fame at some point as well. But uh, again, just wanted to kind of tip my non-cowboy hat here to Cowboy Bob Orton and offer some appreciation for him and share some memories, uh, some thoughts of, of him in those early days. Very quiet individual uh, backstage, doesn't talk. And, and again, I'm not backstage when I'm announcing at these shows for very much myself, but I uh, had some very brief interactions with him asking, you know, how he wanted me to introduce him. Um, always want to show the proper respect when uh, a legend like that is on a wrestling show and, and figure out exactly how they want to be brought to the ring. So, and the fans appreciated it. The fans there in attendance uh, at the last show that I was at with Bob Orton loved it, loved that nostalgia, and uh, I'm all about it as well. So, friends, I want to know your thoughts here, your one, two, three cents on legends like Cowboy Bob Orton. You can comment specifically about Cowboy Bob or anyone else and how much is nostalgia a part of your life how much does it influence your viewing and your appreciation for wrestling today because without these guys we don't have the guys we see on mondays wednesdays fridays saturdays tuesdays sundays every day there's a show to watch in the world of professional wrestling so again thank you for the support here of the my one two three cents brand thanks for listening and watching and we will talk again very soon have a great week this is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. <laughs> <laughs>